on the ride um, up to Tampa, we were rocking the classic vinyl station on Sirius FM, and I was very impressed by uh, where they went with it. They threw down a live show. Uh, it was the Zeppelin in 2007. You remember they had the one-off show in London? No. Oh, yeah, tickets for... Astronomical. Yeah, I, I do remember. It. Yeah, you, nobody could afford. This was a uh, only Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates went to this show, uh, and their right. f- friends. Um, so it was 2007, and I think could be mistaken, but I think it was maybe uh, John Bonham's son playing the drums with the group on this one. And uh, I remember they released it like it was like two years later till they released the DVD and the CD. I don't really remember being too impressed at the time, but they threw down uh, one of the uh, songs. I think it was a Misty Mountain Hop, if I remember correctly. And I was blown away kind of at how Robert Plant had to completely retool and sing the lyrics slightly off, but still in rhythm, you know, but like he he didn't have, you know, the lung capacity. He was no longer a 25-year-old guy belting <laughs> yeah. out Misty Mountain Hop who could, like, hold that, you know, staccato for that long. So, like, you know, it, I just was kind of really impressed with the showmanship and ability of him to hang back, give the space for the instruments to, you know, explode, and still he'd be, you know, kind of, interjecting the lyrics a little bit different than how it used to be but then every once in a while he'd just flare up and he'd hit those high notes man and you're just like wow at like 70 or whatever that guy can still like be in that range that's craziness like that that is some extreme talent man just to perform at that that age jimmy it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy to be alive at that age yeah, like you're late seventies. <laughs> yes, dude. Insane. Pretty insane. Uh, I was just really, again, impressed, man. It was like I was hearing it for the first time. I feel like two thousand seven or whenever the album came out, I was uh, very Ted Cruz about the whole thing. Uh, I just it wasn't, you know, I was kind of like, this sounds like a bunch of old guys, you know, yeah. recreating almost no, like a no. bad cover band, right? And then, uh, you know, maybe decade later with some reflection i thought and I'm a, li- I'm a little older too i felt like wow very impressed with the old man's ability to recreate that classic sound with uh less room to breathe if you will because <laughs> you know you get older it's harder it's got to be harder to sing at that level oh, i think you're just starting to appreciate older people yes <laughs> you know Absolutely. Oh, I mean, uh, for me myself, I went on a two-day boat ride, and I'm still in pain from the sunburn. Couldn't tie my <laughs> shoes this morning. Had to rock the slip-ons. Uh, it's great. I'm in a bad spot. Uh, so now, you know, in my age, I can't even imagine what it's like to be an older guy. No, could you imagine? Yeah. Them being. We're gonna get there. Hopefully, if we're lucky. Yeah, that's right. If we're lucky, uh, probably not. Though we're not. Afforded the ability, I would say, to live the luxurious lifestyles of guys like, you know, Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin or, uh, you know, Mick Jagger of Rolling Stones or our favorite youngest old guy on the planet, 
Ringo Starr, uh, who seemingly <laughs> age- ageless. Oh, man. I know. Has looked the same Gotta for Gotta figure out what he's doing. <laughs> Looks younger than me. Did you see it was trending over the weekend uh, that it was in response to a lot of the naysayers out there complaining that Joe Biden, just a little too old to be running for president, and uh, Mick Jagger was trending, I guess, because I believe he is the same age as Joe Biden. Oh, wow. And I felt as if this is not a good argument. Mick Jagger looks rough. (laughs) He looked rough at 60. I'm going to be honest with you. Mick Jagger looked rough in the 60s. (laughs) I never understood the infatuation or the sexualization of this guy. Just never saw it, really. I get it. He's got the moves like Jagger. I understand. You know, he's grooving up there. And the hips, powerful persuaders to the masses of females. I get it, especially back in those days. Tight Uh, jeans. I just never understood the sex symbology behind dudes like Mick Jagger or uh, who is the guy of the faces, Rod Stewart. You know, how did these guys become sex symbols? They're scrawny, little, kind of gremlin-ish British dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what girls like, man. Look at, look, you're 135 pounds. Me and Tony pushing 200. You're the only one with a girlfriend. I'm a scrawny, gremlin-like, <laughs> tiny creature of a freak, and uh, Mick Jagger. That's shit, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mick. Ja- I got the moves like Jagger. Uh, <laughs> so that's my second quote there. Girls like Maroon the, Five. Uh, that's skinny. <laughs> I guess you're right. It's all about the hips, fellas. Learn how to move I, I those know, hips. Let me t- <laughs> let me tell you why this is a terrible argument. Mick Jagger could break his hip, end the tour, that's it for the rest of his life, and nobody cares. Joe Biden's running a fucking country, not on a tour. Aerosmith this week announced their farewell final tour. It is happening this year. It's called Peace Out. Uh, I saw the promo clip for it. Speaking of rough-looking old dudes in the rock scene, uh, Steven Tyler, he's Crypt Keeper status at this point. <laughs> they look like they dug him out of the grave to do this last <laughs> thing and just shot him with adrenochrome and sent him out there. South Park made fun of you 20 years ago. <laughs> I know, dude. He's a Skeletor. He's a freak, man. It's crazy. So, uh, Can't even imagine. They're doing their farewell tour and I think they've been at it 40 years, I believe, is uh, they're, they're kind of calling it on. And I thought, man, hasn't Biden been doing this for 40 years? Yeah. Shouldn't this longer. be Biden's farewell tour also? <laughs> like, Biden should, should do the farewell tour with Aerosmith. Just put them together. Don't want to close your eyes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I don't want to fall asleep. <laughs> Joe, you're putting me to sleep. Because I'll miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. All right? And so... Uh, well, that's the problem is we got Camel in the wing. <laughs> that's true. That's a rock song right there. You got a Camel in camel the wing. In yeah, the wing. a Camel in the wing. <laughs> I sense a blues riff. <laughs> so the wind beneath my wing, you were the Camel. Beneath <laughs> Joe's wing. <laughs> 
So uh, over the weekend, they had the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. was the host or the big speaker. I don't. Are you familiar with his comedy? I think he's a Daily <laughs> Show guy. Is that right? <laughs> the funniest part about Roy Wood Woods Jr. is uh, podcasters having to explain who he is. That's right. And then having to explain what the Daily Show is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you who this guy is, why he's funny, and why the show is supposed to be funny still. <laughs> Nobody watches the Daily Show. People don't even know what it is. That's a... Wow. I, I think you nailed it right there. It has become completely irrelevant. Dude, nobody watches Comedy Central. You're right, What is dude. Comedy Central? Wow, great call. I don't watch it anymore. They release New South Park on HBO Max now. Yeah, Comedy Central is just like a filler. They just put Seinfeld reruns, Office reruns. You can Something catch you put uh, on to like <laughs> kill the time, you know? You can catch that hip new show, uh, The Toon Show, or The Toon News. Tuning out the news, the Stephen Colbert cartoon uh, oh news show. Oh my god, I totally forgot they did that. See what I mean? Those shows are forgotten. Yeah, man. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking. Everybody was like, uh, "He's Roy Wood Jr. He took over the Daily Show after John Stewart. And they're like, Daily Show's a uh, comedic take on the <laughs> news on the Comedy Central. You know? It's crazy because Comedy Central is where you got Crank Yankers. Was the Man Show Comedy Central or MTV? I don't remember. I don't remember either. That's a bummer. I have a feeling there was some Comedy Central involvement, but uh, it used to just be such a hit place to get fun content and questionable content. And now, man, you're right. I think it just does reruns of The Office and South Park. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's crazy. Irrelevant. And so Roy Woods Jr., he hosted this uh, shindig. I saw some clips of him. He did some actually really good digging into the media and how they are irrelevant. Um, but it, it wasn't the same as years past where they had people go up there and really kind of stick it to the uh, people in the room. Uh which I enjoy. I like seeing people in the media get their ass handed it to them. But this year, dude, I, and I was going to skip this totally, but I could not believe the way the news portrayed Biden <laughs> at this event. Man, Biden, he's, he's hip, Mike. He's funny. He's a cool cat. He oh, could take a joke just like you and me, oh, man. Oh, my God, I know. Joe Biden, he's with it, bro. He may be 82 or 80 or however old he is, but... He still got it, man. Here we go, Joe Biden. Of toasts and roasts at the White House Correspondents' Dinner Saturday. After all, I believe in the First Amendment. Not just because my good friend Jimmy Madison wrote it. <laughs> President Biden poking fun at the fact he's the oldest commander-in-chief in history. You say I'm ancient. I say I'm wise. You say I'm over the hill. Don Lemon would say, that's a man who's prime. I could barely get through it, dude. Oh, my God, dude, it's terrible. I hate the laughs. To serve in just... recent poll- oh, yeah. They're just laughing. Dude, 
They got the Look, laugh. The extreme sign. laughter. That's so funny. Oh my god. Get the fuck out of here, people. The belly What laughs. are you guys doing? Well, it's being he's funny. He's a funny guy. No, you should all be disgusted with yourself. This man is too old to be doing this. Get well, him off the stage. Let's get a real president in here. I want to remind everyone this is a puff piece. They're trying to really, you know, be boastful of Joe Biden's liveliness and his ability to roll with the punches. And, you know, he's classic Joe out there. Is Joe Biden awake? <laughs> Fodder for the evening's hey, featured comedian, Roy Wood Jr. We have an 80-year-old man begging us for four more years of work. <laughs> begging. The president roasting Republicans, including his predecessor, former President Trump. We added 12 million jobs. That's just counting the lawyers that def defended the president. Oh, that's rough, dude. Using his own 2024 campaign theme to take aim at Fox News' recent shakeup. The job isn't finished. I mean, it is finished for Tucker Carlson. Oh, did you catch that response, dude? Yikes, man. That's not it's a good not, joke. Not a good look. It kind of uh, makes it feel like you had a little something to do with getting rid of uh, Tucky Boy Carlson. All I know is this whole thing is so stupid, and all you have to do is watch this. If, if you watch this and you don't realize they're all the same people. Yes. You're crazy. Exactly. You're fucking crazy. Thank you. What is, what is this? This is just these people rubbing it, in, rubbing it in your face that they're part of an elite group that you're not part of. They're rubbing each other off into your face. That's what they're doing. <laughs> rubbing each other off right into your face. And they're saying, suck it, America. Because we got it good, and you got it bad, and we're laughing at you. We tell you who to vote for, and then we're in the pocket of these people who you vote for, you know? And by the way, we're laughing at this dementia-ridden, <laughs> riddled idiot stumble his way through horrible jokes. So, the, the left, I mean, who do you got writing these? Is this uh, the people writing for The Problem with Jon Stewart, or uh, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, at the very least, this is like your grandpa telling you a joke. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, and it's slow, it, and he's stumbling, but everyone just waits and smiles and then laughs heartily when he finally pulls through in the end. Yeah, it's not a good look, you know? Not a good look. Not it's at not all. a leader of a, the free world. I don't know. He should have sat this one out. They should have sent the camel. I feel like uh, she's been working her uh, her game a little bit. Maybe been could have been a, a good opportunity for her. <laughs> well, that's the problem, Frank. They don't give her good opportunities. That's why she looks bad. Did you, uh, I don't know if you caught, uh, I forgot who it was today. Uh, I forgot what podcast. Damn. But uh, the reason they gave the camp, the reason they gave the camel the border. <laughs> oh, uh, Yeah. They gave it to her because it's an unwinnable situation, Frank. There's nobody can solve it. I mean, you guys oh, all sounded uh, like you could solve it when Trump was in power. Wow, man! You're saying now you're saying nobody could solve it, and that's why they sent the that's why they sent the black woman. Oh, okay. So this was the Biden team sabotaging the Harris team and making sure she has no successes to run on. Yes. Very smart. 4D chess. Sounds like a Clinton is involved. Oh wait, nobody got suicided yet. So we'll we'll hold off on the Clinton regime. But, no, uh, but 
But you guys literally said you don't need a wall, you don't need Donald Trump's border policies because you know how to solve it. You had all these great ideas. That's right. Now you're saying it's an unwinnable situation. Can't solve it. That's right. Well, <laughs> which one is it, guys? You know? This is an interesting take. I'm a huge fan of this. The, uh, you know, we're blaming the Biden team for Harris, uh, for the camel looking so bad. This, this could be good. They could work with this. I think they could use it to their advantage, especially as they keep pushing on the idea that uh, Joe Biden's corrupt and Hunter's in cahoots with all these uh, bad players overseas, right? That's it's perfect because the Harris administration, the Harris is the Harris is blaming Biden, and Biden is blaming the border on Trump because he could only work with what he inherited. Folks, imagine a long line. It's all these politicians. They're in a straight line, right? They're politicians who have been there for forty years, decades. Just <laughs> imagine them in a long line, and all of them, every single politician, right and left, they're wearing a T-shirt and it's pointing to the left and says. <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame this guy. And it just goes all the way down the road. All yep. the way forever. Until you get to Trump. Yes, and it all lands on Trump. It always goes all fingers point to Trump. How many administrations into the future must we go till we can stop blaming our problems on Trump? Are we talking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, AOC's fourth term? Or well, what are we talking here? <laughs> <laughs> See what I did well, it there? Depends. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It depends because we don't know who's going to win this next one. Like if DeSantis wins, then that's it. Trump's off the hook. Oh wow! Yeah, man. You know now everything is DeSantis is Hitler. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring. Uh, he doesn't do the MAGA, you know, dance. I, I can only presume <laughs> DeSantis won't have as catchy of a you know catchphrase, and- if you will. Good. That might be Trump's downfall because now they're having this struggle over the debt ceiling. And literally, Biden went out and said, uh, "Well, we would have it done, but you know, the MAGA Republicans." It's like anytime anything happens now, you could just say MAGA Republicans, and your base just goes nuts. Good. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I can see now why people on the right would want to, you know, just get rid of Trump. Then all of a sudden. You have no boogeyman because the DeSantis boogeyman doesn't fly with most independents. I'll tell you what, a guy who is uh, disgusted by the left and their uh, draconian, authoritarian, uh, insane COVID lockdown policies, I was drawn to the middle and then drawn further right to a guy because of Ron DeSantis. Because I finally saw a guy who was putting aside politics. He wasn't bought into the woke culture. Didn't, as far as I can see, seem to be bought, in, bought into the whole globalist agenda. And he was standing there alone on a podium saying, no, we're going to open things up. We're going to let the kids go back to school. You people over there in your masked up cities and states, you guys are nut jobs. You're not following the science, actually. There's other science out there. You're just not seeing it. So, uh, 
This is a funny sell. Again, correspondence dinner, such a lame scenario. They did all the lame bullshit celebrity nonsense. Uh, let's suck each other's dicks events this weekend. They had the Met Gala and then the correspondence dinner. Uh, my God, could we tube in ourselves more on this weekend, folks? <laughs> Incredible stuff. What are you wooing about like that? Jokes aside, the president focusing much of his remarks on press freedom and wrongfully detained Americans, like Evan Gershkovich, Austin Tice, and Paul Whelan. I promise you, I am working like hell to get them home. A glimmer of hope for the families, as WNBA superstar Brittany Griner, freed from Russia at the end of last year, received an extended standing ovation. Extended. Love you, Brittany. What the fuck? Monica Alba. He said, love you, baby. <laughs> oh, God. He's about to get me too I got to say, Brittany Griner, she shaved off the hair, and uh, we got a... We got a big Mike situation here, folks. Big Mike! I'm telling you. It's a man. It's a man, baby. I'm (laughs) telling you right now. There's no. No, dude. Dude, we've all seen the pictures online. They are credible, legit pictures of Brittany Griner with her shirt off playing basketball. I believe that we have some androgynous man chick situation going on here. That lady is a fella. Nah, have you seen her play? Yeah, we got like a Leah Thomas situation where, you know... Nah, she's not that good. She's not that good. Uh, neither is Leah Thomas, dude. <laughs> nah. Leah, Leah Thomas was sandbagging. <laughs> Leah Thomas wait, wait, wait. sandbagged. Uh, uh, Leah Thomas beat every girl by like five minutes on one race, and then everybody complained, and then the next time she came back and got like third place. She was sandbagging. All right, well, uh, I'm just going to say that there's a lot of photographic and visual evidence in my mind that is suggesting to me that person there I'm looking at, I think it's a dude. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it's a just a very manly woman. Well, then you should go take a look at the Met Gala because Brittany Griner was there with her significant other, her lady friend, you know, spouse, and uh, Brittany Griner was dressed in, like, a suit, essentially. It was, like, a far more masculine than feminine, you know, pantsuit deal. Like, this was a suit, man. In fact, and I encourage everyone oh, yeah, to scroll scroll through the pictures of the Met Gala. All the men there were dressed in dresses or some variation of a female-like garment and all the women were dressed as men it was the major theme there the 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 full-on either feminization of men or in jared leto uh case uh you know when it comes to morbin time he dressed as a cat uh which i still can't get over that that's very bizarre uh we're getting we're going to bestiality (laughs) folks and it's not crazy they do Uh, it in the middle east you you can tell she's a woman the face. All right. She's, Maybe she's she uh, got a little of that Dylan Mulvaney action going on there. Uh, Doing up the uh, face. You You're, can tell it's a woman trying to be like a man. All right. We'll agree to uh, disagree. <laughs> now, Big Mike, though, that's a toss-up. Big I don't know Mike. about Michelle Obama. I'm going to give you that one. 
Yeah, I think Michelle Obama is going to run in 2024. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Now, if a smart move would be to kick out Camel, bring in Michelle. Michelle is VP. Hell yeah. Big yeah, Mike. That's what you do. Then you can fucking kill Biden. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Big Mike could strangle Biden with his beast manly hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take over as president. I only need one. <laughs> I could palm a basketball. <laughs> Did you say steak? Oh, yeah. It's just straight from Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> if you see Brock smoking, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it Barry, though? Barry Sotero? <laughs> it's whatever she says. Where's Barry? It's Big Mike time. <laughs> Shut up, Barry. It's time to listen to Big Mike. <laughs> Big Mike in the house. Well, you, you know the rule when I strap it on. <laughs> no, I thought with Big Mike, it's. I thought Big Mike was a Tucker. You think she's a Tucker, huh? Uh, I mean, a yeah. Tucker or a strapper? That's a good question. Uh, you know, when it comes to someone like Big Mike, I imagine Big Mike to. Uh, Bust out the big surprise on you when you get him alone in the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you like an eight-incher? Yeah. We're talking Pringles can here, people. <laughs> Insane amount of girth. <laughs> Too much for one man. <laughs> That's right. That's why Michelle Obama's always smiling all the time. She's tucking that thing way up there, baby. Oh, and That's why Brock always has to take those breaks in his sentences. <laughs> That's right. Squeezing his butthole. <laughs> this is why. Oh. <laughs> we must get out of Afghanistan. It's time for Big Mike. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, good times, Another folks. Talker. Well, uh, if you're wondering why we're strapped for material today and uh, seemingly running on th running thin on topics to talk about, well, uh, we've been hit here at the Dude Man Studios, as everyone else around the world, or I guess in Hollywood uh, and in America. It's a, it's a big deal. It's affecting everyone. We got a writer's strike! <laughs> Overnight, the Hollywood ending many feared. The Writers Guild calling the strike after negotiators were unable to reach a deal with the studios and streamers, saying, for the sake of our present and our future, we have been given no other choice. On the Met Gala carpet, Tinseltown A-listers voicing support. I think it'll affect all of us. It'll affect every part of the industry and, and um, people beyond the industry. Writers like Cody Blue Snyder says many of his colleagues are making less than they did a decade ago because of how streaming has changed the industry. We're you make the shittiest movies, movies now. <laughs> you write the worst fucking scripts. <laughs> Ten years ago, at least you came up with something that was digestible. <laughs> like, like 15 years ago, you created Superbad. You had a couple guys write a script and they made a good movie. I support movie. that going on. I like that kind of writing. I'm talking 15 years ago. Have you seen Disney Plus? There's no, I guarantee, and they kind of hint at it here in this clip, but I've, and I've been saying it with music, which is why I think music is so bad, and maybe it's why movies are so bad. I think AI is writing the entertainment already. 
I think that's writing the scripts for the movies Ooh. and it's writing the music. Ariana Grande isn't going into a room and scripting some poems and putting it to her guitar that she's uh, strumming along uh. like old people like people used to do back in the day. No. Ariana Grande goes into her fucking studio with her producers and her team and they say, this uh, computer put this together, now sing it. In fact, no, don't sing it. We have you singing it already. Just sign off on it. Yeah, could be. I wouldn't be surprised because these movies, they're not made for humans. Did you see uh, Mario Brothers broke a billion? One billion. You're psycho, bro. I was totally going to bring that up. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And if you look at it, uh, they said five movies now have hit a billion this year, and two out of the five have Chris Pratt. Wow. Yeah. And he's about to have the third Guardians come out this week. Wow. He might be the biggest movie star in the world right now. Yeah. Most bankable star. And you know what? He's a Christian who believes in family, respect, and he's the son-in-law to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, that's right. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, that's right. Good call. His dad is Arnold. It's wild. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe that, that his his wife, like, she's really hot to be Arnold's daughter. Well, to be fair, Arnold, I believe, banged some hot chicks himself, right? Oh, yeah, the wife is really hot, but I mean. And I think also, if I'm not mistaken, the daughter is a Kennedy as well. Oh, half Schwarzenegger, half Kennedy? It's a Schwartz and Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> the Kennenegger? The oh, Kennenegger! Too- oh, man! Uh, you can't say that too fast! Uh, really might- enunciate that one! <laughs> I might have uh, the crew edit that one out in post, actually. <laughs> man, that's a close one! <laughs> well, yeah. So right. uh, yeah, well, that just blew my mind. So, yeah, we have Chris Pat Pratt. Two billion dollar flicks, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I forgot what the other one is. I can't look. I can't find it. But uh, I feel like he's it- been in a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Guardians. But uh, most bankable dude. My big thing with this writer strike is good riddance. So long. Let's let's just get rid of all these writers and bring in some non woke people to you know create some content man yeah i mean seriously there's so there's so many movies being produced it's and 90 percent of them are garbage maybe this is like a lot of the big wigs kind of like letting them walk and then not bringing them back and then they can get rid of the woke culture in one fell swoop Right, just get rid of all the wokies, and uh, you could just rehire non woke folk. Wow, good call. See what I'm saying? Here? I don't think I don't think they're that smart, though. I don't either. But uh, I, I think they're trying to go more. I, I don't know. I I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna be very careful with my choice of words. But when it comes to the people who run Hollywood, I think what speaks most to them are the you know proceeds and the money coming in. And I think they're That's, seeing yeah. what is bringing in money and who is bringing money versus what and who isn't. 
and I think they're seeing a connection between the woke and the non-woke. And, you know, Mark Ruffalo ain't banking on billion-dollar movies right now. Where's Rob Reiner's billion-dollar movie out there? No, that's, that's so true, but I don't think that... MCU's trash, Disney's trash. I don't think they care, but there is a point where you have to make money. I just, again, right? choosing my words carefully. I think when it comes to the, the people who run Hollywood, the dollar sign speaks the loudest. And they know they have to be careful when it comes to eliminating people that are causing them to lose those dollars. So they're going to just do, uh, yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to really negotiate. Here's our offer. We know you're not going to take it. Go ahead and strike. Good call. Yeah, good call. We'll get some people to cross the line. We'll never hire you back. And we can hire people who are actually fun again. Maybe do a Blazing Saddles yeah. too. Get a bunch of young guys who are hungry for it. Yes. With probably fresh ideas. Original Man, concepts, at, yes. The, the one, thing that, one of the things that blew my mind is over this trip, there's only one TV and we all got a house. There's only one TV. You got nine adults. The movies we were watching, old, low-budget movies. Outside right? of, I think, the Born Supremacy or whatever was put on, was there anything made in the last 25 years that was put on there? <laughs> Even that was 20 years ago. Yeah, actually, you're right. Holy shit. Yes, you're right on the money. That's pretty crazy. Wow. We, we were all even laughing, like, by the end of the series, how bad it was. Yes. Like, oh, man. I just think with this writer's strike, they're about to, you're going to hear some epic victimization and complaining. Uh, it, it's just really, uh, it's beautiful, honestly. But what, all, I know, all I know is in the, 20, the past 20 years, the graphics have gotten better. Look at Avatar. Look at everything. That's right. The writing sucks. Yes. It's not even realistic. Like, the, the, uh, it's not natural. It's not realistic. It's not believable. Come on. Just check out uh, the lesbian moms in Doctor Strange and or episode three of Last of Us. All right, you'll what the understand. Fuck is it? You'll or understand. the lesbian one of The Last of Us, where she fucking has a le- she falls in love with the black chick in the mall or whatever. I think checking the boxes has come to an end. And I think it that should. the negotiation on these next next terms will will be the end of the box checking. Oh, uh, that's a you know, you're right. That is a good call cuz now you're looking around and you're like all I have are gay and blacks and POCs and whatever. It's but, like you can't fire any of them without getting a discrimination. It's not that the storylines don't make sense because they're <laughs> unrealistic. Like we just don't live in the world, this f- bullshit world that the wokes, the woke people want to create. It's just not real and it's not enjoyable. And every time you we see the woke ideological political nonsense being ham-fisted down our throats in the movies that we just want to forget about the real world and enjoy some fantasy for five seconds or i'm sorry did i say five seconds no everything's got to be fucking three hours long now but that's fine we'll sit for three hours as long as i don't have to deal with political woke bullshit and i think that again you could see it in the dollars man i don't think people are seeing the movies that are doing this anymore they're seeing mario brothers what is it 90 minutes and chris pratt is in it oh it's gonna be no no woke. Perfect. I'll go check it out. Dude, I watched uh, Event Horizon. Wow. With uh, and, uh with your favorite actor, Don Cheadle. I'm sorry, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> They're all Don Cheadle to me. And uh <laughs> 96 minutes. Wow. These guys go find a spaceship that went through a wormhole. They explain wormholes back when nobody knew what wormholes were. <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. 
This is like back when nobody knew what that shit was. These guys explain it, they go get the ship, they all go crazy, then the one guy gets away, then the ship, then they blow up, all of it, they wrap it up, 96 minutes. Incredible. Yes. You can tell, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You can tell me the story about some fairy who makes fucking fire circles in the air and goes through time travel, whatever, galaxies. You can tell me that in 96 minutes. Okay, you can tell me the story about blue people on another planet in 96 minutes. <laughs> How long was Jurassic Park? The original? The original Jurassic Park. Where is it at? Where do you get a runtime on, on these things? Do you Wikipedia I that? I would no, like... You just, you just gotta Google it, but man, I would assume it's gotta be two hours. Were 1993... They... Were they rocking the two-hour flicks back then? Oh, I think you're right. Jurassic Park, two hours, seven minutes. Yeah, two seven. Yeah, it's got to be. All right. But again, but I, but again, I'm gonna, I'm willing to give you the thirty minutes there because back then, no. I mean, not a lot you know of people what? I figured knew it out. I always blamed of- Titanic in my mind for the rise in the three-hour epoch. You know. You're going to get the mm. dual VHS. Remember this? Yeah, Braveheart was also I, guilty. Who was first? Was it Titanic or Braveheart? I always blamed Titanic in my mind. I think Braveheart was first. Maybe it was Braveheart. For some reason, I always equate Titanic with the beginning of the... We're, now we're going to need you know, the extra space for the VHSs. And then... Oh, Braveheart 95, Titanic 97. All right, I stand corrected. James Cameron, you are free. I blame <laughs> Mel Gibson and Braveheart. It always goes back to Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson, you, you Jew hater, I knew it, dude. I knew you did this. You started this, this phenomenon where these directors have to show this, you know, film. And, and you know, if you appreciate film, then you're going to sit and watch for three hours or whatever it is, the two VHS. Like, and, all right, I'll, Jurassic Park. I'll give you the. I'll give you the two hours. But I almost think that's where it started. Now, no, no but Jurassic Park. I'll give you the thirty minutes because you got to explain DNA. <laughs> like, nobody even knew what DNA was. We also need about ten minutes or so of gratuitous full chest shots of Jeff Goldblum sweating. Of course, <laughs> that's like. <laughs> That's a contractual. And you to us, did they explain to us chaos theory, <laughs> DNA? I mean, that was fucking. Ha- I mean, that was half of my uh, high school science career, right there. Quote me something from a recent movie in ten years, like life uh, finds a way. <laughs> or hang on to your butts. Both great lines, folks. Hang on to your butts because we're talking writer strike still. <laughs> and, and for our jobs to be protected, and for us to make residuals on uh, the 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 content we're creating. So how will this impact you at home? That depends on how long... Can you stop right there? Yeah, when you guys are striking and you send some f***ing up there to talk for you, <laughs> send somebody that doesn't sound like he's whining. Like, I already don't want to give you anything. You're whining. Stop Thank whining. you, dude. That's exactly why I love this we, clip. We want, or we want just to make residuals forever on the things that we write. Like, all right, dude, oh, here's the best here. part. If you could visually see it, we are audio only, but he is in a room, and he didn't blur out uh, the background like a lot of people do now, and it's on a Zoom call. And this guy's living room, as big as my entire house. Of course. 
Of course, he gets millions of dollars. With the nicest shit. It's like all white. You know, I, I can't have white anything in my house. I can't even wear a white t-shirt without mustard stains all over it. Like, I, I can't have oh, white. You, that's why you got burnt on summer break. That's right. If you, got, if you get too white, you'll get dirty. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> you got to burn your skin. And now I'm uh, I'm fairly dark, folks. Don't bring me home to dad. I'm going to warn you right now. So uh, oh, we're <laughs> not going to be let in. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? Uh, so can, can only get into 14 percent of the country clubs out there. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are at capacity, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you'll see me at uh, George Floyd Remembrance Day this year, folks. Don't you uh, doubt it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're George Floyd. More like uh, celebrating Muhammad. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll settle for that one. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to be sent back to the southern border. That's all I'm worried about. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're past that. We, yeah. Guys, this is serious. There's some there's some real life victims in this scenario here. Shut down. Oh, it's so hard to take you guys. 2007, serious. 2008 strike, which lasted a hundred days. Put hold on, hold on, on stop hold. right there. <laughs> I still haven't fucking forgiven you guys for that one because of what you did to Lost. All right? What the fuck do you think I'm going to do with this one? You'll never get to take back season three. This is unbelievable. Or five. I can't even remember. You ruined the whole show, damn it. A time-traveling island? Get the fuck out of here. God. What is the smoke thing? Why was that guy pushing the button? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So stupid. For up to four months. The first thing that viewers at home will notice that their favorite late night shows will go into reruns. Hosts like Seth. Ma- Again, I'm not seeing the negative so far to any of this. I'm seeing a lot of positive here. A lot of positive. Who's also a writer voicing support for the union. I also feel very strongly that what the writers are asking for is not unreasonable. Daytime soap operas will also run out of scripts. He's, stop right there. End. He's only saying that because they included hair plugs for Seth Meyer in their contract. <laughs> he knows that the staff will snitch him out for the hair plug job that he got. And uh, how insane the dude is behind the scenes. The guy looks like a nut job. I don't know what happened to <laughs> Seth Meyers. He's just like, he's either taking too much adrenochrome or not enough. or he, He's on something, man, but the guy looks crazed. Crazy. All the time. He's not human. <laughs> he made. He literally spent four years making fun of Donald Trump for tanning and his weird comb over. And now this guy is orange and has a weird comb. <laughs> he like became Trump. <laughs> you know, he'll have a reality show in ten years and then run for president five years after. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I wonder what hooker he's fucking right now. And there, if this lasts a couple months. We'll start to see the impact on the fall TV schedule, and some movies will have to be pushed back. In the unlikely event oh a strike God. lasts more than six months, analysts say even next year summer blockbusters could be affected. The Alliance of Motion up. Picture and Television Producers says it presented a comprehensive package proposal to the Guild last night, which included generous increases in compensation for writers as well as improvements in streaming residuals. But this morning, no deal as a high-stakes showdown comes at a pivotal moment for Hollywood. I see this and think to myself, 
I almost envision they go on strike and here we are, it's summertime, two months later, no content, it's all gone, right? There's nothing to watch. What if everyone just turned off their fucking TVs and went outside and just said, Talk to a neighbor, screw you, screw the tube, yeah. stop absorbing the shit, and yeah, hang out with the neighbors, hang out on the lawn, do something outside, go for a walk, bike ride instead of binging, uh, anything, man. Maybe this strike and content, the bullshit being ham-fisted down our throats day in, day out, the assholes on late night TV, all the Jimmies spouting the same talking points. Maybe it will be kind of healthy for this country to have none of it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and maybe you writers should take a good look at yourselves. Take a little break. Try to come up with something. Or do some coding. Get a new original. profession. <laughs> I just come up with some original thoughts. Yeah. How you about know? stop trying to make Scooby Doo black? Or Cleopatra Black, which is what they have on Netflix now, Black Cleopatra. Oh, how did we not talk about that? <laughs> Maybe this is why we need a strike from Hollywood, because you're out of ideas, and you're like, oh, let's make Cleopatra Cleopatra Black. It'll be controversial, and everyone will talk about it, and it'll be high, you know, number one on street. You guys pissed off a whole country. <laughs> not America, by the way. No, no, the whole country of Egypt made a statement. I don't even know how that's possible. It's the end of woke, man. The pendulum is swinging the other way. I, I only see this strike as a very fantastic, positive thing that could maybe happen to our culture. Let's put a pause on the bullshit that is being forced to everyone. Maybe if content runs out, people will say, I've already seen everything. I'm going to do something yeah. else. I would love that. No, I think you just need to get these people off their high horse. Man, one of the problems is you're all in a bubble. Like you said, this guy's got a beautiful home. These people get paid millions of dollars to sit down and just write some shit on paper. You know, I get paid nothing compared to you to get sprayed in the face with shit water. That's right, man. Yeah. Like, it's... it's I get covered in shit every day. Great call. And you're not alone. There are many shit-covered people out there, I, I presume. I guarantee you I would take your pay over mine and whatever fucking contract you have. Yeah, you have um, no sympathies from anyone, uh, writer, dude, in the fancy mansion complaining that he's not getting all the residuals from the streaming services. And to be, <laughs> to be quite honest, I live with someone who binges Netflix. They're not watching American content, man. They are no. watching the foreign content. It's better. I check it out more often than anything made in America. The American stuff is crap. Yeah, I don't know who's writing it. And maybe that's the problem. You all live in this bubble. It's yeah. Maybe, I'm telling you, you're right, man. I hope you're right. Get rid of these people. I hope just it's get rid, of them. get rid of them. Maybe this is just the, the big axe swooping <sighs> through, just no thanks, no more, and we don't want to get sued for being bigots or prejudiced or anything, so we're just going to call it... Uh, a strike, and then we're gonna just we're gonna renegotiate, and we're getting rid of the check Clean boxes. House. Yeah, we're cleaning house. If you don't agree, uh, go somewhere else. Good luck. Good. Good I, riddance. I hope so because wokeism is uh, a serious cultural phenomenon that has un uh, taken over not just America; it is a worldwide thing going on, uh, and it has invaded 
uh, all facets of our lives, it seems like, and everyone we engage with and interact with. And Elon Musk was on Bill Maher on Friday, and they had a very interesting exchange. Usually Elon doesn't say much at all or anything. That's why we typically don't clip him. Kind of just rambles and says nonsense uh, for the most part. But he kind of... (laughs) Tosses around some interesting points in this segment. Joe, Joe Rogan says it was one of his hardest interviews. Oh, he I said, bet. Like, yeah. you, you know the marijuana thing where they smoked weed? That's right. He says, like, he was like, man, it, it took us two hours. I had to get him drunk just to get him to start talking. And then that's when he hit the, you know. That's really that's funny. That's when he hit the, hit the joint. Elon was on Bill Maher, uh, and uh, they were discussing wokeism, what it's doing culturally, and Elon, how he's coined the phrase, or I don't know if he's coined it, but he's kind of working it into the lexicon, the uh, you know the whole woke mind virus. Uh, and I, I find it fascinating, as I always do, not what the people are saying on Bill Maher, but how the crowd is reacting to the what to what the people are saying on Bill Maher, because that is a great, you know, litmus test for maybe how people on the left, people in California are are thinking in terms of what's happening societally. And so uh, here's Elon and Bill discussing the woke mind virus. I I really can't emphasize this enough. We we must, uh, uh, we must protect free speech Um, and free speech only matters. It's only relevant when it's someone you don't like, saying something you don't like, because obviously for speech that you like is, uh, yes. you know, that's easy. Um, so it, it's, uh, and it's, the thing about censorship is that to, for those who would advocate it, um, just remember at some point that will be turned on you. We all get cast away. Woke mind virus. Did you hear six How people clapping? How did it start? Was it That's bats? right, dude. Was it a- <laughs> yeah. Escape from the lab. I mean, what, what is your assessment of what? Because it's fairly recent. <laughs> why did why? How did it start and why? I was so I was trying to figure out where where it's coming from. I think it's actually been a long time brewing. Um, in that it's, uh, I think it's been going on for a while. Um, it, it it and. Um, we're about 15 of seconds of no words. That, that's happening in <laughs> schools and, and universities is, I think, far beyond what parents realize. Um, and I, I only I sort of came to realize this some, so, somewhat late. Um, the, the, the experience that we had uh, in, in high school and college is not the experience that, that kids today are having um, and, and hasn't been for, I don't know, ten, 10 years, maybe 20 years. So uh, aren't parents themselves also a big part of the problem? They, well, I, I suppose in some cases that parents, but, but I think like the parents are just generally not aware of what their, their kids are being taught uh, or, or what they're not being taught. But they're, um, they're letting the kids think that they're well, equal. I they're, mean, yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me give you an example that, that a friend of mine told me, which uh, you know, his uh, daughters uh, go to college in, in oh, sorry, go to high school in, in the Bay Area. Um, and um, and he, he was asking them, like, well, so who are the, you know, who are the first few presidents of the United States? Uh, they, they, they could name Washington, uh, but, and I said, well, what do you know about him? Well, he was a slave owner. 
What else? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing. Right. Like, uh, okay, that's maybe you should know more than that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, and that, that is the woke mind virus. Exactly. Yeah. That's messed up, man. Yeah, that is crazy. I think that's an interesting anecdote. I never considered that. Uh, to be fully honest, I, we've been so far removed from the uh, public school system and what's going on in these places uh, that I never even considered asking someone who's young, like who you know, who are the founding fathers? You know, uh, do you know any of the former presidents? The, you know, the original, like, like what do you know about them? For them to only know slavery. That makes a lot of sense, and I think that encapsulates exactly what's going on with this whole movement. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, in the name, you guys are the ones that keep saying, oh, the Republicans are trying to erase history. You guys are erasing the history. It may very well be erased at this point, culturally. <clears throat> Remember Jay Leno? Jay Leno used to do his uh, Man on the Street bits and he yeah. would ask people historical you know questions and we're talking 90s people were pretty dumb when it came to the history knowledge man the basic history knowledge people who signed the you know declaration of independence or who was the first president shit like that uh i really haven't thought about it but flash forward 25 years later 30 years later there's no way it got better there's no way societally we started oh, no. improving in our historical knowledge and our absorption of true facts from the past, whether we know it's true or not. Uh, the point being that uh, even if history is created by the victors and we know maybe a falsified version of it, our current generation doesn't even know that falsified version of it anymore. They know a new falsified version of it. They knew they know this wokeified, bizarro world of a history where. What do you know about George Washington? Oh, he was a racist slave owner. Yeah, it's terrible. Do you know anything about the crossing yeah. of the Delaware? <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they totally hide crossing of the Delaware. Not a black man on that boat. Yeah, he was a racist for not hiring any blacks or <laughs> lesbians. No lesbians. There was not one BIPOC nor an LGBLT sandwich person on this boat. <laughs> Yeah, well, that we know of, allegedly. That we know. Of. <laughs> Some of those men might have been lady fellas. <laughs> Did we have lady fellas fighting the Revolutionary War? Yeah, there was that one, wasn't there? That was like she, she pretended to be a man. There's always like that one chick that pretends to be a man. Are you talking about the Lafayette from France who helped save everything uh, for the Americans? That was a woman. No, I just was playing on your oh. belief that all the Frenchmen, well, you know. <laughs> I said woman, not <laughs> Get it right. Don't ever insult a woman. Confusing her to be French. Oh, man. Uh, well, I think we have a little time left. I wanted to squeeze it in pretty badly. Uh, it's on the go, woke, go broke uh, agenda here. Uh, we're flowing with the theme, New York State. You're in trouble. New York State may become the first to ban gas stoves. 
in a controversial what? move to ban natural gas Shut in the new fuck buildings up. by 2025 as part of a recently proposed budget deal. For months, some people have been concerned that the Biden administration would back a similar federal ban, fueled by concerns no, from Republican No, nobody was concerned. We all said that was but so stupid. But the White House says yes. the president does not support banning gas stoves. Left-leaning cities across the country have passed similar bans, while some other states, like Texas and Arizona, have prohibited a natural gas ban. Data from the EPA says commercial and residential buildings account for 13% of the country's greenhouse gas emissions, mainly what? from gas appliances. And some researchers have linked gas stoves to childhood asthma and other health issues. <laughs> we'll continue to ensure on, a cleaner, Come healthier on. environment for future generations. We have the nation's most ambitious plan. We're proud of it. In New York, the ban is not finalized. But the governor, a Democrat, is already well, you know, getting Hold on, man. This doesn't make sense because like every Italian has two stoves in the house and <laughs> Italian kids are pretty stupid. <laughs> Maybe that's what, that's what happened to us. There's a lot of gas. A You're breathing in a, a lot, lot of gas. gas. I'm breathing a lot of gas. But you eat well. You're nice and full. Very well. Full. That's good. So you're fat and dumb. <laughs> Just like the government wants you. All right, that's perfect. <laughs> industry where the majority use gas stoves. Why is the National Restaurant Association against natural gas bans? Over 90% of restaurant chefs reports to the National Restaurant Association that changing the way that they cook with natural gas is going to have a profound impact on the quality of the dishes that are being served. Environmental groups say a natural gas ban could significantly decrease indoor pollution. To this Dr. Tweet. Aaron Bernstein studies the health impacts of gas emissions. When you burn gas indoors, it makes air pollution that's bad for lungs. And that air pollution can reach pretty high levels, particularly in kitchens where there's not a lot of ventilation. But with 37% of American households still using gas stoves, decisions about its future are causing friction. We are certainly urging the New York state legislators and the uh, governor to keep an open mind, consider um, including exceptions for restaurants that are using natural gas. From a public health standpoint, really the question, ban, ban or no ban, is how we can minimize exposure because, you know, even with this ban, most folks are still going to have natural gas, right, for a long time. Yeah, they were doing it for you, wow. dude, for, for your health, Man, for your safety. Dude, they're literally, they're uh -oh. making New York unlivable. Do you just want people to not live in the state? That's insanity. Oh. Colorado, Electric I, I assume we're are the worst, dude. Electric stoves are the worst. They are the absolute worst, and they're cheaper on purpose. It's There's a reason why they don't want you using gas. They don't want you to have control over cooking your own food, man. And everybody who lives in Chicago knows when the power goes out, you can still cook your food. Yes. Right? Because the gas never goes out. It's unreal what they're trying to do. They want, look at what's happening. The electric cars, the electric stove. Oh, they don't want dude. you to have control over your life. This is all about restricting your freedoms. That's all this is. And also, New York, do you just want no businesses in your state or your city? Are you insane? Yeah, seriously. What are Co you doing? <laughs> Colorado is passing similar laws in the city in Denver. And the, uh, thousand uh, the businesses. Most absurd, the, the, the most absurd thing is you're gonna burn more. Na you're gonna burn natural gas to provide these people the electricity. Yes. To power the stove that they would rather have natural gas. How are you going to uh, power things? All of these things—the cars, the stoves, the homes—all the stuff—when you have rolling blackouts like they have in California, dude. 
Like That's the, what I mean, dude. You always had hot water. You always had the stove. The grid, the grid isn't designed to sustain everybody using electricity at all times, charging all these devices everywhere. It's not meant for that. No. We can't even handle the air conditioners in the summer. So that must mean, if they're pushing so hard on this, that the pain is the point. They want the, you know, the slaves yeah. to suffer, man. They don't want you to have access to the good stuff. I'm telling you, we'll be eating our bug burgers, only able to drive 15 miles a day in our electric cars and only getting 15 minutes a day to grill anything from with our bug burgers, you know, on our electric well, no, no, stuff. No, no, Frankfurt, they're going to give you one hour. How you divide that between the air conditioner and the stove, that's going <laughs> to be That's right, dude. And, and the elite, they'll be eating their steaks and uh, driving their gas cars and flying around their private jets, and we will be none the wiser just like we are today, man. Look at how it's going now. We have the chemtrailing going on in the skies. You can look above and see it, and you could turn around and tell everybody it's happening, and everyone will say, I don't believe you. There's uh, no way. That's crazy. That's where we're at with this shit, and it's freaking crazy, man. No gas stove. I'm telling you, we are five seconds from the bug burgers. We're eating bugs. <laughs> we're all going to eat bugs. You're going to see Bill de Blasio on TV stuffing his fat face with a bug burger, being like, oh, you can have this bug burger uh, if you just you know, sign up for the digital passport uh, currency system that we got going on here. Come on down. You get the lotto ticket, the bug burger. You'll have nothing. And you'll be happy.